Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. You're listening to On the Environment, a podcast series from the Yale Center for Environmental Law and Policy. For more information, visit the website at envirocenter.yale.edu. Hi, my name is Ivana Andrade, and I get to share the studio today with two really fascinating people, Oriana Persico and Salvatore Iaconesi. Salvatore is an engineer, artist, hacker, and interaction designer. He was a TED Fellow in 2012, he's been an Eisenhower Fellow since 2013, and he's currently a Yale World Fellow. Oriana specializes in digital rights, social and technological innovation, and digital business ecosystems. They are both artists in creating methods of participation and knowledge sharing internationally. Today, we're talking about their human ecosystems project here in New Haven, the industrialization of the human mind, and how all of this relates to creating thriving human and natural environments. It's so great to have you both in the studio. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. Thank you, Ivana. So, you are both near-future designers. Can you elaborate <laughs> on what this means, and how do you work with this idea in your organization, Art is Open Source? Absolutely. So, uh, when we present ourselves, uh, we, we really love uh, the, the, this uh, short and concise version of who we are, so, because we really feel like uh, uh, we are near-future designers. And uh, when we say near future design, we uh, point at uh, a, a set of uh, methodologies which, which are used for uh, uh, finding out uh, possible futures. You know, because uh, when we think about the future, um, we, we, we tend to imagine, okay, what, what will the future be like? So we tend to imagine uh, uh, something like uh, uh, a, a singular future, no? but uh, the future is uh, actually uh, plural because there, make, uh, there can be uh, many futures. Eh? And so that's what we do. And that's also what uh, uh, we teach in uh, class, uh, for example. Absolutely, because uh, uh, a very important part of our life is also being a professor, teacher. We teach both uh, in Rome and uh, in, uh, at La Sapienza University and in Florence at Isia Design. Especially, it is especially at Isia Design uh, that we started to call our uh, classes near future design. So uh, I really want just to say hello also to our students. Hi, <laughs> if you're there, uh, um, I, I'm happy that we are talking about this subject here in Yale. Uh, and uh, some of them uh, are also in uh, New York and Minneapolis. So Absolutely. <laughs> At the moment, uh, yeah, we have some infiltrates near future designer. <laughs> young one, uh, one in, uh, exactly, one in New York and another in Minneapolis, you're right. And so, uh, the idea of multiplication of future, because uh, uh, it is very, very important. And I will go back to you, Salvatore, because yeah. our, our one thing that we start uh, in classes is this. The future does not exist. It is a performance. Absolutely. So, uh, what we uh, mean when we say near future design um, uh, is actually starting from this uh, axiom. Uh, uh, so the future does not exist. Uh, 
Uh, because actually it's a, it's a constructive performance. So the future is something you make, you create. And how do you make the future? So, uh, and we study and we teach also uh, uh, the ways in which uh, you can uh, move across uh, from uh, uh, multiple disciplines, including uh, ethnography, including uh, sociology, including anthropology, including uh, psychology, the, the, the study of the um, state of the arts and technology. So this whole... Uh, um, uh, this whole set of um, uh, of disciplines uh, to um, so for example uh, to understand a series of things um, so for example uh, we start off from uh, understanding what is the consensual reality so uh, the world uh, around us, the world on which we, the part of the world in which uh, we all agree on. Uh, uh, so the, what is normal, uh, what is considered to be normal, even if I don't like this word normal, what is normal. Um, and then we move uh, on to understanding uh, the curious rituals. So uh, strange things that uh, people are doing now, so things that are happening now, Mm. Um, and um, uh, and that uh, so the things that are happening, mm, but for which we don't yet have uh, a shared understanding for. Mm. Uh, so they are curious ritual. They are strange things that people are doing, and we maybe only partially understand the, what uh, uh, for what reason they are doing these things, or uh, maybe we don't uh, understand at all. Okay, for, uh, for example. Um, a few years ago, uh, people were already taking selfies. Huh? Uh, and at the time, it was a, a, a curious ritual because uh, why would you take a selfie? It's, uh, why wouldn't you ask a person, could you take a picture of me, for, for, for example? No? Uh, and uh, now, instead, um, uh, selfies have become the commonplace, have, en have entered, the, have abandoned the space. Uh, of uh, the curious rituals and then and they've entered the uh, the consensual reality so much that there are entire services or apps uh, uh, built around uh, selfies and you can buy a special extender for your camera so that you can take better selfies of yourself <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely so we um so we um we try to find uh, this space, you know, and it's an ethnographical research, obviously, no, uh, in which uh, uh, the consensual real uh, the consensual reality is elbowing its way into the future. You no, know? so it's uh, it's pushing its boundaries to move on to the future, huh? uh, and uh, we uh, unite all these uh, uh, observations, you no, know? so the consensual reality, the way it moves uh, towards. Uh, multiple possible futures you know, uh, with the curious rituals and we add to this the observation of the state of the arts and technologies so what is possible technologically uh, what is uh, um, what are the most promising technologies no? so things like that observation of the technological evolution and we unite all of these things uh, to create a description of what we call the new normal uh, the new normality field. So what will be um, considered as normal a, a, a few months or, uh, or a few years from now? 
and obviously uh, these uh, uh, these scenarios of the new normal are multiple uh, because many things could happen one technology might prevail uh, uh, over over another uh, two technologies could be combined to create a new one uh, one curious ritual could prevail on top of the other and so all these combinations now could happen and so uh, the um, Uh, and so the um, uh, one new normal could uh, could could uh, prevail on top of the other. And to add something to that, which is very interesting, also in how our students, which are basically and mostly designers, okay, they understand a new way. Uh, of being designer and uh, not only we uh, mm, we know that uh, future are multiple so we we have we can have different future and they can coexist at the same time and we build it uh, uh, along this conversation uh, but uh, through this methodology we are really interested in understanding what desirable future what are the desirable future of people Uh, and so, uh, the, um, not only what is possible, but what, uh, as individual and society, we want to build. Our students are able, when they leave the course, uh, to do, um, to achieve this incredible task no, of knowing how to describe future scenarios in this era of uh, exponential change, which is uh, enormously appreciated by uh, progressively, uh, a progressively um, growing number of company organizations, even governments. Um, and uh, for example, uh, um, uh, companies as enormous as uh, Google, Amazon, you know, and, and things like that are constantly performing uh, um, uh, experiments in near future design. For example, uh, we um, when we talk about near future design, we make this uh, uh, example scenario. So for example, uh, uh, now energy companies are uh, basically uh, companies, corporations, enormous corporations, which uh, uh, extract, uh, uh, refine and distribute some form of uh, energy, uh, whether it's oil, whether it's uh, hydro, whether it's solar. So they extract in, in some way, refine and distribute. Mm. Uh, from uh, what we can uh, tell, um, the next wave of um, Uh, energy companies will be really different because they will be uh, companies uh, which uh, uh, basically do not do all of these things uh, but uh, uh, they will be companies which uh, um, uh, manage the information for people who generate their own energy and who share it in a, a grid or in some other peer-to-peer uh, -peer distribution mechanism so What will be of companies uh, such as uh, Shell, Chevron, British Oil uh, or, uh, uh, or Petrobras when this shift happens? So they don't know. <laughs> uh, and so the, the, the possibility to understand uh, no, uh, what will change and how such a company would, would be because uh, there, there is no such company yet no? and there is such form of com new company yet it is very precious for all these organizations so I'm curious how both of you imagine your role as near future designers is it to imagine alternative futures is it as influencers and creators 
So I will try, I will, uh, my starting point will be something uh, we did last year with our students, uh, which is a, a very interesting example in terms of your question, because uh, uh, last year we faced uh, a crisis in our university. Uh, due in Florence. In Florence, so a university of excellence, a public one. Uh, but, you know, uh, these, all these institutions, we face a lot of uh, um, crisis in terms of financial cuts during this year. So last year we had one of these crises uh, uh, at the university and we were doing our near future design course. We... Uh, we started from a different point of view. So in, in the beginning, we wanted to explore the near future design, the near future of food. But then together with our students uh, facing uh, this uh, situation, uh, we uh, decided to switch and uh, to apply our methodology to study the near future of education. So in that sense, uh, uh, this uh, uh, exploration, the, the class have become something really active in terms of how we apply directly to this uh, problem and uh, how we can define new possible scenarios together with our students and applying this to something that was happening to us, uh, the, the methodology. Mm? Um, so, for example, um, from my point of view, it's very interesting uh, that um, this, uh, uh, what happened in uh, uh, ISEA, the, the School of Design uh, in, uh, in Florence, uh, was uh, really remarkable in uh, describing uh, what uh, the whole methodology is about. Mm? Uh, because uh, this uh, um, method of near future design uh, is actually uh, very good in uh, uh, understanding what the current situation is, in understanding uh, how the situation is uh, uh, struggling to evolve, eh? uh, what technologies may enable it uh, uh, to, technologies and practices, what, uh, so what, uh, what among them may enable it to um, uh, reach its next steps uh, uh, and uh, also to um, uh, give communicative form to all of these scenarios so, so to all of these new normals so, so all of these near it's uh, all of these uh, uh, future scenarios possible future scenarios uh, and to communicate it uh, uh, in really understandable and perceivable ways uh, um, so much uh, that uh, uh, people are, uh, are uh, uh, almost uh, obliged to deal with them. Eh? Um, and uh, this is very interesting because uh, if, um, uh, if one of your friends uh, would come up to you and, uh, uh, and tell you, oh, you know, um, uh, one friend of mine uh, told me that another friend of, my, of his uh, uh, has invented uh, a teleport. You would say like, oh, yes, sure, um, uh, a teleport, fantastic, and you would leave. Um, but what if... if um, Someone uh, uh, pulled you from one arm and uh, uh, uncovered an actual teleport and showed you. Um, 
this would change a lot uh, because uh, you, and if if it worked it, you would, it would change even uh, uh, even uh, at a greater degree uh, because uh, uh, you would actually have to deal with it no so it's not uh, simply a narrative but it's a, a, a thing it's an object it's a, uh, it's a space it's a possibility which is available and and so uh, in uh, in this sense um, uh, the outcomes of these uh, uh, processes of near future designs uh, are called prototypes so before the pre uh, before the prototypes um, so they are early prototypes um, very early prototypes but they are real no they are real because maybe they only partially work maybe uh, they are uh, constructed maybe they are still partially fictional but they are real things um, and so for example uh, in uh, uh, in doing this process with the, the school uh, with the school of design the school of excellence no in uh, in florence um, uh, so we have uh, studied uh, all of these things so what's what what is the current situation the current situation in italy uh, is that uh, the best schools uh, are currently the public ones um, and that's a very interesting thing um, uh, and the current situation is so the consensual reality is also that uh, the public education system which currently is the best one um, uh, is suffering an enormous amount of financial cuts um, uh, and um, so uh, and the curious rituals is uh, that uh, is currently the one of uh, uh, ubiquitous uh, learning opportunities so uh, people across the planet with uh, anything from uh, uh, MOOCs so massive online courses uh, to uh, Google Hangouts so where people have to or uh, where people can meet to teach each other through peer learning or learn from each other no uh, or uh, uh, or uh, through um, uh, hack meetings, uh, hacker meetings, or through uh, anything, any kind of forms in which people you know, gather in some form, whether it's virtually, whether it's remotely, whether it's physically, actually uh, learn a lot from each other. So this is the Curious Rituals now. Huh? And there are a, a, a multitude of technologies uh, which uh, can help in these uh, processes, uh, anywhere from the internet, anywhere from augmented reality, with which uh, you can uh, uh, turn uh, even a supermarket into an opportunity for learning and teaching uh, uh, something, you know, because you actually can write things on, on the world. So, uh, so when, when, uh, when you add all of these things up, uh, uh, we, um, what comes out is a state of ubiquitous and continuous education. Um, so uh, a school which is really transformed, um, which is really transformed and which will be uh, uh, possibly irrecognizable from the schools we have today uh, because it will be an ubiquitous and continuous and peer-to-peer -peer, uh, um, uh, condition. Um, so in which also the role of uh, the professor and the student and the researcher uh, and the entrepreneur uh, also remix. Uh, no? So I can be one day, I can be a teacher for one thing and, uh, and in the afternoon I can be a student uh, for some 
something and in uh, the night I can be uh, a researcher and uh, in the, the next day I can be an entrepreneur or mix all, all of these things up eh? and and this is very interesting and so what we did what the outcome was in this case was actually a foundation which is being built as we speak which is being created so that's that's the students exam <laughs> yeah. so how to build a foundation which implements the near future of education. Uh, of the education so this one for example which we chose among the many um uh, and uh, and so uh, the, which is a prototype <laughs> so it's an early prototype of what the school and so for example this foundation uh, has the only objective but it's a very big objective to preserve an ubiquitous knowledge commons which can be accessed freely from all the peers whether they are students teachers researchers entrepreneurs who can uh, uh, who access. have uh, who want to access it and want to share information so this is the 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 reach of, of a process like such as this just something since we are in Yale and we a lot of students and professor and researcher can maybe will listen this are listening or will listen this program if you're interested that there is a discussion group even on Facebook with the name is near future education lab and so you can join <laughs> so speaking of ubiquitous education and ubiquitous public spaces i was hoping you could talk a little bit about your human ecosystems project here in new haven what have you learned uh, what is this project and where will it end when you leave here in, in new haven in december absolutely uh, you start, oh, I start. <laughs> so um uh, the human ecosystems uh, is um, a city-based project meaning that uh, uh, we launched it in uh, several cities uh, across uh, the planet for example it has been it has started from Rome uh, it uh, went to Sao Paulo where we had, uh, in Brazil where we have actually been uh, uh, just uh, just a few weeks ago uh, and uh, it's in uh, Malmo in, in uh, Sweden and it's in Montreal and in Toronto and Can so it, it's a bunch of uh, cities uh, um, uh, around the around the planet mm. Uh, and uh, when uh, we launched the Human Ecosystems Project uh, in uh, one of these cities, uh, basically it means that uh, we start capturing uh, all of the public uh, social networking conversations in, from that city. Um, we analyze them uh, to understand uh, what uh, people are talking about uh, what uh, uh, are what uh, emotions they are expressing what opinions they are expressing uh, and uh, what uh, uh, communities or other form of human aggregates they form so uh, how are uh, what is the architecture of communities how they are interconnected uh, which uh, uh, or disconnected uh, which roles uh, people have in um, various communities uh, uh, whether they are uh, experts in the communities in their community because uh, maybe people constantly ask information to them whether they are influencers uh, whether they are more central to uh, to a certain network meaning that they have uh, maybe they are hub of, of, of a certain community whether they are bridges uh, whether they realize it or not because they interconnect one or more community so the architect uh, tending to understand the architecture no, of 
of uh, communities and groups and human networks. Um, and uh, then uh, what do we do with, with all of this information? Uh, we immediately transform it into a source of um, uh, freely accessible open data, hmm? uh, which means that uh, anyone can access this information. Uh, and then we do basically uh, two things. Hmm? Uh, we create uh, a, a sort of a weird museum, um, <laughs> which is called the Real-Time Museum of the City. And it's a museum which you go to and uh, uh, in which you don't find uh, paintings or statues on exhibit, uh, but rather the whole city in exhibit. Uh, because you can, it's like a, you can imagine it like a planetarium. So if you look up, you see stars, but stars are people. Uh, and uh, constellations, so connections between stars, are relations among people. Um, and, uh, um, and also some maps, so there, there are many visualizations. And uh, basically you can uh, use this, uh, while in, you're in this museum, whether you're a tourist, whether you're a kid, whether you're a student, whether you're a citizen, an elderly person, etc., etc. Public administrators. Whether you're a public administrator, um, uh, you can uh, use these uh, visualizations uh, to ask questions to the city. Um, uh, p potentially very interesting question. So, uh, who is uh, uh, who is uh, uh, afraid for their uh, future or for the future of their job in the city? And uh, um, the answers come under the form of maps, so showing you geographically where people are uh, in in the city who answer positively to this question uh, and uh, um, also under the form of human networks so what are the discussions and how what are the interactions of people uh, talking about this issue um, and this issue which you ask and it's very interesting it's very interesting also in various languages for example currently uh, we analyze uh, uh, all the social networks in 29 languages which is uh, a very important thing to do because uh, for example in a city such as Rome um, uh, fifth, each day taking away the tourists uh, 15 main languages are spoken uh, and they describe entirely different cities uh? absolutely and what happens here uh, is that uh, as soon as uh, we arrived and we arrived uh, uh, in August middle of August we decided to dedicate all of our time because this is one of the most important project in this very moment that we are um, pursuing um, to dedicate all our time uh, to the project to bring the project here in New Haven uh, and so uh, we started to have dialogue among different subjects uh, for example uh, one important thing is that together with the real-time museum of the city in each city also a lab is created the lab is the place in which uh, in, in a way is the active is the most active part uh, of uh, in which uh, um, uh, we perform uh, the Strat the education strategy. Mm. So learn people how to use the human ecosystem of the city, uh, being them for their own purposes. So are you um, a citizen? Are you an activist? Are you an entrepreneur? Are you a researcher or a student? Uh, how you can use for your own purpose this new 
common, this new source of open data that, that is now available under the form of visualization, but also data itself, how you can use it for your own purpose. So together with the museum, a lab is created and the lab is um, held, is organized, uh, putting together, um, and even the human ecosystem project is meant to put together different subjects in the city. So the public administration together with one or more research center or the university and also um, organization which have um, the main objective focused on, which focused almost on uh, local development. And so... Talking about uh, uh, near future design uh, and, uh, uh, for example, this idea of ubiquity, you know, uh, of uh, uh, the um, uh, the future of education, what does the future of education looks like? And, uh, it's very interesting, I think, uh, how uh, the thing you we are describing actually turns the city. Um, Uh, into an uh, ubiquitous uh, uh, occasion for uh, learning and teaching each other. Because what happens when uh, you use the, the human ecosystems? And, uh, it happens that uh, uh, no matter if you are uh, a student at Yale, the mayor, the uh, uh, potentially a, a homeless uh, person, uh, or uh, a young entrepreneur, or uh, a uh, or a grandpa who doesn't understand uh, what his uh, grandchild is doing all this time, tapping on his on his, uh, uh, on his mobile phone, uh, or or anybody else. Huh? Uh, can learn more about their city, uh, what uh, drives people, what are their expectations, what are their desires, uh, what are their fears, what are their anxieties, uh, uh, how the communities in the, cities are, uh, in the city are organized, uh, what's their architecture, who, uh, who, uh, how does uh, information flow in the city, how does uh, emotion flow in the city, how do, do opinions flow in the city, you know, uh, and, and which is very important, and learn how to use uh, uh, all of these things, uh, no matter who you are, so whether you're the homeless guy or the mayor, uh, uh, how to use uh, um, uh, this, uh, uh, this information, uh, which is uh, seldom and almost never available to, to people, uh, to, uh, uh, to do almost anything from uh, inventing a way in which uh, citizens can organize themselves to clean a park, uh, how do you do that, uh, to, uh, to include the people in a, a participatory decision-making process with the city, uh, to organize the next business model so that you can uh, create your startup, with the citizens no uh, or and just about to create artworks because for example we have had the people creating beautiful artworks the musics that are reactive to the uh, emotions in the city so whether it's something no which deals with the city you you are actually really empowered in trying to make it so what have both of you found out about new haven through this human ecosystems project So we've been actually collecting lots of um, information, um, also uh, starting to uh, mix it uh, with the other uh, sources of data eh, because uh, to resolve the problem okay, of uh, also trying to understand 
what is not on the map you know, so for the people who don't use social networking is very important so we have been also mixing uh, the data with uh, some form of census some forms of information about energy usage and so things which allow us to also understand what is not on these social networking generated maps okay so that we can weight uh, things uh, a little better uh, but it's still in progress so uh, uh, so i want uh, i will uh, uh, describe some preliminary results um, um, and so for example uh, in these first phases we have had uh, we have um, uh, gathered a, a general overview we started from gathering a general overview of how um, uh, certain emotions uh, are expressed um, all over the city of uh, New Haven and also on some uh, some of its uh, surroundings. Okay, so we uh, we um, uh, we reach as far uh, as uh, so we, we we basically have most so Connecticut is a pretty small state and so we basically can reach uh, 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 almost to the to the boundaries of um, uh, of Connecticut in in this uh, and um, uh, we uh, I must say that uh, it's a it's been a very interesting moment because for example talking about uh, um, uh, focusing on New Haven, for example, uh, the time frame which we captured uh, includes, uh, among the other things, it includes uh, midterm exams <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, and and the elections. Election. So it's very interesting. It's a very interesting moment in which to capture uh, because, uh, for example, uh, there has been uh, um, uh, a, a great deal of anxiety uh, expressed uh, uh, in, uh, for example, over campus uh, in uh, in Yale, and uh, um, and if you look at, the, at it on the on a timeline, uh, uh, these anxieties uh, pretty closely match, you know, the the moments before the midterm exams. Uh, and uh, so I guess that uh, some people were expressing also online their discomfort, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, and 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 so th that's 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 a very interesting to do. Uh, just as interesting as, for example, doing another thing which we have been doing in the preliminary studies, which is uh, to um, to understand which languages are used in the city. Uh, and uh, where they are being used and in what dynamics and uh, uh, and it's very interesting because um, uh, in uh, so there are some uh, uh, pockets of uh, uh, differentiated linguistic uh, expression on uh, uh, on social networks so there actually are many languages spoken each day but uh, english is predominant and uh, one might uh, uh, say it's uh, it's normal because we are in the United States, uh, uh, and it is normal because in there are, we are in the United States. But it also means that uh, not many people which are from other countries, and there are many people which are not from which are from other countries. You know, imagine uh, Yale, imagine uh, the other colleges, imagine uh, the various parts of the city. So that there are many people who are from other countries. But it means also that these people um, many times uh, are uh, not using their own languages to express on social networks. Actually, we are collecting all of these things 
among uh, the, um, uh, together with the uh, findings uh, we are generating uh, throughout the many workshops we are giving uh, uh, in the human ecosystem project all across uh, uh, New Haven so uh, uh, so for example at the Grove at the School of Management in Yale uh, in the public library etc etc um, and uh, so we are getting these things all together because we'll have an exhibit absolutely so our uh, for the end of the semester we organized um, an exhibit that uh, uh, for one entire week so from 9 to 12 December uh, will be on show at City Hall with a special closure event at uh, the SAID so the Center for Engineering uh, Innovation and Creativity uh, at the Beckton Center in Prospect so you're very welcome and uh, we, we are really happy uh, that we were able during the semester uh, to in a way uh, close this uh, preliminary experience of uh, human ecosystem while we're here to be back to give back something about this wonderful opportunity of being uh, in Yale in New Haven and um, and also uh, I would like also to express a wish uh, which is uh, as we are doing in so many different cities around the world it would be great to create uh, a lab in New Haven uh, and uh, we are really doing our best to make it happen. <laughs> Basta. I would highly recommend checking out their, their uh, organization, their website, Art is Open Source Online, just to follow up on, on your work. Uh, it's been such a pleasure having both of you in the studio today. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so thank much. You. It was great being here. Yeah.